Hello and welcome to this edition of Community Connections. I'm your host, Chuck Curlin. Today, we are talking about the 2020 Census. And with us from the Philadelphia Regional Census Center is the Media Partnership Specialist, Jennifer Braxton. Jennifer, welcome to the program. Well, hello there. Thank you so much for having me. So the 2020 Census is upon us. Uh, give us an idea how you got involved and what the census is really established for. Okay, well, the census happens every 10 years and we take account of everyone living in the United States and in the islands and in Alaska. So right now we are getting ready for the 2020 census and uh, we are gonna count everyone that lives in the United States, um, no matter their, uh, their citizenship or their ethnicity or their age, we're counting everyone. And why is it so important? It's so important because the uh, number of people that we have living in a certain community goes to, um, to determine the apportionment of seats in the House of Representatives. And it also helps to determine the distribution of $675 billion in federal funds every year over the 10 year period. And that's funds for any type of federally funded program that we have, um, whether that's for um, schools, like for education, for mm -hmm. things like free and reduced price breakfasts and lunch, uh, for emergency services, for our roads and transportation, um, for all kinds of things um, such as social services, like our food stamp program, our medical assistance program, um, and then also planning for the future. Yeah, it's a big undertaking because you're trying to count everyone here in the United States. Uh, yeah. How do they go about um, getting people and recruiting people to do something like this? Well, this is actually really huge. Um, it's the largest peacetime operation that the government undertakes. And we are hiring thousands of people nationwide to make sure that everyone completes the census. So uh, we're actually very aggressively recruiting right now and we'll continue to recruit all the way through the, it, through the process of the census. So we are encouraging people to, that are maybe interested in earning a little extra money and also helping their community to go online and to uh, fill out an application to join our applicant pool to become uh, an enumerator, which is a census taker, mm -hmm. or also to work in our offices. Um, we set up offices in, ver in every county and in every state. So um, there's plenty of jobs that are available and our job rates incre have increased recently. So um, depending on your county, mm -hmm. you can uh, make very good money uh, for part-time temporary work and uh, you work at your own pace, flexible hours, and you work in your own community. And it's important to let people know that if the numbers decrease, it actually hurts the community if people That's aren't right. counting for everyone. That's who... right. Well, if you consider that uh, every person represents about $2,300 in our area mm -hmm. uh, for, in federal funding. So over a 10-year period of time, that represents $23,000 that if you don't respond to the census, that the, the government doesn't know to distribute into your community. Um, and over uh, a period of time, if you consider that a household of five representing $23,000 each, that's well over $100,000 that doesn't right. get counted uh, 
in your community of services and uh, for services and things that would help people uh, in every state. So it's so very important that you uh, respond to the census when you get the invitation to do so. So when you were an enumerator, that's what you started out that's as. That's right. Did anybody ever give you a, a reason why like, I don't want to be counted? No, oh, okay. uh, not really. Um, in 2010, I was an enumerator. And uh, right this time, we're doing something brand new. And that's we're asking everyone to go and respond online. But in 2010, we didn't have that capability. Uh -huh. So I'm walking around with my census bag and lots of papers and a form for every household. So this time, we'll be able to digitize the process. So ho hopefully, most people will go online and they will uh, reply uh, and respond to, this, to the questionnaire themselves. Um, only after reaching out many times to the household and not having a response will we send someone to the house. And that's the census taker. Uh, and so the census taker is going to come and ask you about the people living in your house, your age, your date of birth, things like that. So we can be sure to count everybody. Well, as you mentioned, a numerator is dealing with numbers, but... Right. The census makes it pretty easy. You're really just it's capturing very, data. Yes, it's right. very easy. There's about 10 questions. There's 10 questions on the census. It's going to ask your name, your age, your date of, date of birth, um, if uh, your sex, uh, your, um, your race, if you have Latino origin, if you rent or own your home, uh, and your telephone number. And that's about it. And uh, we are taking that nationwide. Um, we're going to ask everyone that's in the house with you and how they're related to you. Um, so we want to make sure that we count everybody that lives with you. Um, even if there's someone that stays with you some of the time, you can still include them if they're in, in your household on April 1st, which is Census Day. So you're capturing data via the Internet, phone, and I guess hard copy paper. Correct. You, you can, for the first time... Uh, respond online but we also can you also can respond by telephone in english or one of uh, one of 13 languages okay. uh, english being one of them and then you can also do the regular paper questionnaire by mail yeah and and when we look at the census um our forefathers really had good foresight i guess yes. because it really makes a difference and yeah. i think that's the point you're trying to get across absolutely we've been doing the census since 1790 and it's it's mandated in our constitution article one section two and that requires that we take account of every person living in the country yes and and everyone needs to be account accounted for because it does really make a big difference right so as i was saying not only is it the funding but it's also the apportionment of seats in the house of representatives now, I'm curious here in, in our local area, how many people would you, a rough estimate, I know you can't give us an exact number, does it take to count everyone here in, say, Montgomery County? Well, it's going to vary because, again, we do hope that most people will go online and fill it out. But we're going to be hiring in this area well over 8,000 people to make sure wow. that we count everyone. Yeah. So there's, like I said, there's plenty of jobs to be had. And there's it's an army. Competitive pay, right? So um, if someone is interested in joining us and making sure that we count everybody so that we get the right number of repre uh, representatives and that we get the right amount of funding coming into our community, you can go online. The website is 2020 census.gov mm -hmm. backslash jobs. 
and there you'll create a profile. You will um, go online and complete an assessment and mm -hmm. then you are considered in the applicant pool and you'll wait for a call and training is paid for as well. Yeah, and well, you being an enumerator start, do you remember uh, over 10 years ago how you got involved? I think I just wanted to really help the community. I had an, a, a full-time job at the time and I really just wanted to earn extra income while making sure I had heard the message that you know, it's important that we do that so that um, everyone is counted. And I got that message and I just went and signed up because I heard that it was good pay and I heard that I could help my community. And so the same is still true today. And you can go in and, and, and join us. We want you to come and join us. You gave a good timeline on what the census is all about. Mm -hmm. Obviously, 20 and 20 is very important. But Someone watching this program, how important are the specific timelines to get this information to the census? Right. Well, there are actually definite timelines in place. So you're going to receive in the mail an invitation to respond to the census in mid-March, specifically sometime between March 12th and the 20th. Okay. Um, and then uh, you'll receive a reminder letter um, at the end of March. If you haven't responded to the census by census day, April 1st, the first week in April, you'll get a reminder postcard and then you'll get another reminder um, uh, mid-April if you still haven't responded mm -hmm. just for those households. And then at the end of April, another letter goes out with um, you also get a paper questionnaire. So maybe you haven't completed it because you don't know how to go online. Okay. Uh, or maybe you haven't completed it because you don't speak the language and you don't read the language, so you don't understand what we're asking. Um, so then uh, you'll get a paper questionnaire in the in the uh, mail mid-April. If by the end of April you still haven't re responded, you'll get another letter and it'll be the final one before a person comes to your house to actually help you uh, respond to the census. Oh. And that would be with an enumerator or a census taker. So this is the first time they're going to use the internet. Is it right. going to change that for 2030? Well, we never know what's going to happen in 2030. In 2010, we could not have anticipated um, the great technological advances that businesses are able right. to make now. Um, everyone has a social media page, for example. Mm -hmm. And the census um, has a Pinterest and a YouTube channel, a Facebook page and an Instagram account. And in 2010, we didn't have any of those things. So um, who, who's to say for 2030, um, of course, we'll still have the internet. So I expect mm -hmm. that people will still apply online, but this is the first time that we're doing it in the history of, of taking the census, which is why it's so historic and significant. Uh, but of course, we have to hope to build on uh, technological advances in the future. Um, so right now, uh, being as though you can go online, if you have a smartphone, you could really do it on your phone as well. Right. Right. Well, will some people be reluctant to fill out the census? Are they afraid because of privacy? And Sure. Now, we talked about how the census is important right. and how it's easy, but it's also safe. Uh, there is uh, a, a, a law called Title 13, um, which codified in the law states that we cannot reveal any personally identifiable information, which is called PII, uh, to any other government or state or local law enforcement agency. No other agency um, will we reveal that data to. Every single census 
worker, whether mm -hmm. they work in the field or in the office, takes an oath of confidentiality. And that oath is for life. Uh, we take that oath not only for while we're working with the census, but as we move on to other jobs, because like I said, these are temporary jobs. Right. We'll keep that information private for the rest of our lives. Uh, wrongful disclosure is punishable up to $250,000 and or five years of imprisonment. And it is a felony. So we take it very seriously and we will not reveal your information. It cannot be subpoenaed by law enforcement. It cannot be used by ICE or immigration. It can't be used by child support. It can't be used by any uh, housing services. Say you live somewhere where you're not on the lease. It can't be used by HUD, for example, uh, for any services that you may receive, uh, subsidies of that, of that nature. Uh, it can't be uh, gotten through the Freedom of Information Act. In fact, the information is kept confidential for 72 years. So right now you can get the 1940 census. The 1940 census is what places like Ancestry.com and those places that do genealogical records are using. You won't be able to get the 1950 census until 2022. Okay. So what, what you give us today in 2020 will not be available for 72 years till 2092. And I don't know if, if any of you are planning to be here. I don't think I'll be here. Um, but if we are, right. I doubt that we'll be in the same house, right? Right. So it's gonna be, you will not have any risk in filling out the census. So you, you, someone who's not going to fill it out is doing themselves a disservice. That's what you're saying. Very much so, because again, we rely on that information to determine how funding is distributed. So you wanna make sure that where you live is getting all of the funding coming in for social services that people in the community need. And then you also wanna make sure from a political standpoint that you're getting the appropriate uh, representation in the Senate. So is the enumerator the ground floor position to get into the census because there are other positions that you can go on like right. yourself right so um there are jobs that are census taker jobs but they're also jobs that are in the office there's a clerk there's a clerk supervisor um there are field supervisors for the for the census takers for example and so all of those jobs are available as well so you just want to make sure you go to that jobs web website, which again is 2020census.gov backslash jobs, and mm -hmm. you wanna see what's available in your area. Uh, and uh, I guess the reason why I ask is I, I would assume that if you're an enumerator, you're gonna get a good understanding of the big picture. Yes, well, uh, like I said, p training is paid for, so we're gonna give you an overview of what the census does so that you can answer anyone's questions um, out in the community. And speaking of community, we're also working with community organizations and partnerships um, all across our county and our state, um, forming what we call complete count committees. Mm -hmm. um, and those are committees that are formed by local and state government to make sure that we get a complete and accurate count. Because cities and uh, city government has a stake in this too. They want to make sure that they get their share of federal funding so everyone that they count in their district or in their uh, city is going to make a difference. Right. Well, you mentioned training. 
since you went through training for the 2010 census, right. did you have to go through it again for 2020? Sure, because the job I have now is different. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a partnership and a media specialist because I have a background in that area. So you're going to want to bring the skills that you already have to the census if you um, uh, have special skills. Also, I wanted to add for recruitment purposes as well that if you're a veteran, if you have a disability, if you speak more than one language, those are all things that we're going to, the census is going to want to know about and, and you will receive preferential treatment in hiring if you fall into any of those categories. Yeah, bilingual seems to be very important, especially right. when you're trying to gather information. Sure, there are hard to count uh, historically hard to count populations. And one of those reasons is because of a language barrier. So if we have um, immigrant communities uh, or pockets of people who speak a certain language, we want to have someone from their community be a census taker and so that they can communicate with the people in their own community and let them know how important it is and how easy it is and how safe it is and, and complete it for um, their community as well. So as we go to break, one more time, if someone's looking to work for the census, how would they yeah. go about doing so? Sure. Well, you can go to 2020census.gov backslash jobs. That's where you're going to find all of the available jobs. You create a profile, you do an assessment, and then you'll go into what we call an applicant pool. Um, there's also a recruiting hotline number. That number is 888-480-1639. Jen, you told us a lot about why it's important, um, why people should get involved with the census, mm -hmm. obviously counting uh, the positions. I w I'm curious if there are partnerships that are involved because that's how important it is for people to Absolute, be aware. Absolutely. We are working with uh, community organizations now. We're in what we call an awareness phase. So once we um, have gone through the awareness phase, we're talking to people who are in what we call trusted voices, people who are leaders in their communities, um, people like your pastor or clergyman, uh, people that you um, see uh, regularly um, that have a large influence gotcha. um, any any kind of community leader we're we're going out in into the community now and talking to those types of leaders and leaders of organizations um, and trying to get the word out about the safety and the importance and the confidentiality and the in the ease of responding um, and then also to dispel the rumors any rumors that people or reluctance people may have in responding. Um, but then we are also working closely with them, um, not only in the complete count committees, but we're working with individual organizations. Uh, if you're organized, if you're in a, involved in an organization and you want to make sure that uh, the 2020 census is represented, you can invite us out to our to any of your events we'd be happy to put a table up we'd be happy to give a presentation at any of your organizational meetings um, also we're working with nonprofits uh, there are ways that you can get involved with what we call our partnership program um, and we're also training individuals like block captains mm -hmm. to be uh, census champions so that's being done now um, in our awareness phase and you could also on Online, there are materials available and to tell you how to become a partner. Uh, the, the website is 2020census.gov backslash partners. Okay. Um, there's also 2020census.gov backslash schools because we're also teaching school children about 
uh, the census and how important it is and to, so that they can remind their parents to complete ah. the census. We have a curriculum called Statistics in Schools that gives um, uh, different projects in all age groups and grade levels mm -hmm. that teachers can do with their students as well. What was what's the difference between a partner and an ambassador? Is right. There... So an ambassador is a single person. Oh, okay. It's someone who's trained and or it takes upon themselves to learn about the 2020 census. And a partner is um, a group that we may work with. Okay. So there's a partnership pledge form and you can tell us how you can support us. And we give you different ideas like you could host us at a meeting or you could help us get the word out through a mailing. So you have a newsletter that goes out to your constituents. You can put an article in it about the census. If you have a social media channel, you can, We and we have these things ready to go. Okay. You can um, put the census logo on your website or on your social media channel. And um, along with some copy that we have available, you just need to let us know that you're interested and we'll get you involved. Yeah, it doesn't have to just be an organization. It could be a, a place of employment that has a Correct. number of people, schools. Right. There's different ways that we can come up with, with for you to be involved. For example, if you're with a business, you might donate uh, the space. Mm -hmm. um, there are uh, different, all the libraries, we're working with all the libraries right now to have them be places that people can come and respond to the census online because we understand that not everyone has internet access. So if there's someone that wants to fill out the census and wants to do it online but doesn't have internet access, they can just go to their local library. So if you're a business and you have a computer lab or space that you could donate to us, then that's another way you can get involved too. So we wanna involve everyone that wants to be involved and um, you just need to reach out and uh, we have partnership specialists in every area of the country that will be more than willing to work with you to get the awareness out. So we're, I said we were in the awareness phase, but then we'll go to a motivation phase as we get closer to when the uh, invitations are sent out in the mail. Uh, mm -hmm. So then not only, so now everybody knows about it. Now we're going to encourage everyone to do it. And then after that, we're gonna remind people to do it. What do, you, what do you find to be the hardest thing in trying to get people involved with the census? Um, I think maybe that people don't know that it's the little things that count. Mm -hmm. You know, every little bit helps. So if even if it's as simple as hosting a presentation in your area for people that you work with or mm -hmm. people that you are involved in a, in a nonprofit with or in an organization with, we're happy to come out and to to let people know. I think it's more about education and encouragement. Right. Um, and so we just want to make sure that everyone's aware and that everyone knows how important it is to do. Yeah, well, you're, you're talking about email being involved or the internet for the mm -hmm. first time. Are there other future goals that the census has planned? Well, we have one goal, and that goal is to count everyone once, only once, and in the right place. It matters where you're counted. Uh, and it matters that we don't duplicate it, right? Yes. So um, that's why we ask about if you sometimes stay somewhere else, we want to just capture you once. Uh, and we want to capture everyone. So that's our goal. And we want to be able to provide the, the, uh, the best statistical data we can about the nation's people and the economy. And we do that through census counting. And all the data is being sent to Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. is... 
Is there a uh, margin of error? Do they ever say that there is some type of margin of error? Well, there is because if we don't count everyone, we have what we have. We have undercounted populations mm -hmm. and we have hard to reach populations. So some of those are people under five. Maybe they um, people forget to put them on. They may be newborns mm -hmm. or they may have a complicated housing situation where sometimes they stay with mom. Sometimes they stay with dad or they're living with grandmom and Everyone else thinks that they put them on their census, but we miss them. So we want to make sure that you are counted where you are on April the 1st. Right. Um, and then we send a report uh, to the president by December 31st of 2020. Mm -hmm. And then we go from there with the apportionment of seats. Yeah, I think it's a good point for you to reiterate some of the ramifications if you're not counted, because right. there, is, there are some. There are. So you want to make sure that you fill it out because there are definite funding or underfunding uh, right. missed opportunities Correct. if you don't fill out the census. Mm -hmm. um, not only does it uh, decide the, the apportionment of, of seats in the House of Representatives, but it also goes to uh, determine how $675 billion a year is distributed to our states and to our communities. So there is a vested interest for every single person to complete it because we want to make sure that we get all the services that you're entitled to in every community. Yeah, and I think it's important to reiterate the timeline as well because sure. everything has to be done at a certain time here. That's true. So you're going to get your first you're going to get your first invitation to complete the census in mid-March. Uh, then by mid-April uh, we're going to get your, your final reminders and a paper questionnaire. Uh, by mid-May and June, you'll have someone that's coming out to your house to help you respond in the form of a census taker. Um, and I should note that census takers have identification badges. They have handheld uh, tablets oh, to record your information. And they also have census bags. So they should have a badge and a bag and, be, and have an official... Um, official, you know, ID. D. Yeah. So you can make sure that they're an official uh, census worker. And um, then you have until you can reply online through July 31st. And then after that, that's the numbers that we have to live with uh, for the next 10 years. So you want to make sure that you do that. Well, this is the last question because we are wrapping up with our time. Anybody looking for more information, how do they go about doing so? Well, there's a couple ways you can uh, get involved. If you're looking for a job, you want to go online to 2020census.gov backslash jobs. Mm -hmm. If you're interested in uh, becoming a partner, you want to go to 2020census.gov backslash partners. If you're a teacher and you want to tell school children about it, you want to go to 2020census.gov backslash students. And then there's also a number, uh, I'm sorry, an email address. If you're interested in partnering with the 2020 census, you're going to go to philadelphia.rcc. That stands for Regional Census Center. Mm -hmm. That's philadelphia.rcc.partnership at census.gov. And you can email us there. You can get involved. And we hope that you do. Jen, well, thank you very much for being our guest here today. Yes. Jennifer Braxton, the Media Partnership Specialist from the Philadelphia Regional Census Center, has been our guest here today on Community Connections. From all of us here at UMGA Television, I'm Chuck Curlin. Thank you for watching. <laughs>